welcome to the Aligned in Tech podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to help ambitious women professionals transition into aligned careers in tech while earning more money. My name is Michelle, and I am a retired program manager from Amazon turned tech career coach for women. And I am so glad that you're here. Subscribe for more career content. And now let's get started with the episode. Hello, hello, techies. Welcome back to Aligned in Tech. I am so excited for another episode today. And yes, I just called you techies. I am. I decided that I'm just going to start calling you what you're going to be called this entire year because your dream of getting into tech is going to become a reality. So might as well just start calling you a techie now because that is inevitable for you, okay? We're manifesting over here. Um, so I cannot believe that you're here for another episode. I am so excited. Uh, we're going strong on this tech career series and today is episode number three today we'll be talking about resumes and i know that this is everyone's favorite topic so i want to encourage you that even though this is about resumes it's going to tie back into what i've been talking about for the past two weeks i definitely recommend that you go back and listen to the other episodes it's just so important and before i jump into today's topic i'd love for you to subscribe and rate this podcast especially if you're finding this helpful at all in your career which a lot of you have been sending me messages that it is the case so i want to see those ratings i want to see those comments so more women can find us it takes a village to get more women into tech. And this is how we're going to be creating that village. Okay. It's going to be you rating this podcast. So I am able to reach more women who want to do the same thing that you want to do. Have a dreamy career in tech. And so now that I have gotten that out of my system, I let's just get started with resumes. So I want to tell you something, and this is really interesting because this was also me. So if there's no way that I'm judging you here, 90% of women who come to me, come thinking that what is preventing them from breaking into tech is their resume. They're like, okay, Michelle, I'm looking for a resume writer. I'm, lo I'm looking for someone to help me reframe my resume. And you know, I am someone who, even though I'm a coach, I'm a career coach, I actually don't do just one-off resume helps because it just it's just not really that helpful if it's not tied back to the clarity part of things. And I know that I sound like a broken record, but it really it is important so get that clarity first make sure that you're knowing all these different moving pieces that i keep talking about before touching that resume and so if you listen to the first two episodes of this series you know that it takes a lot more than a resume and again a resume is just a moving part of the entire job search process and in order for that resume to be effective there needs to be massive clarity so that is what i want to say in, in other words so it is about the clarity about what you bring to the table it's a clarity that you get about your strengths, about your problem solving, the numbers that show your impact, even clarity about the role that you're targeting. So this is what happens when there isn't any clarity of about any of the things that I just mentioned. Your resume will scream, I am a generalist. I don't know how exactly I will help you, but I will let you figure it out on your own by looking at this really long document that looks really general. This is what you're sending right now, or a lot of the resumes that I review, that is how they sound on the other side. So put yourself in the shoes of the hiring manager and the recruiters, right? They really, really want to hire someone. It's really not cheap to be hiring someone. So it is in their best interest to hire someone. However, 
they are not looking for a general document that they have to figure out on their own. They're looking for a blueprint of someone's experience as it applies to the role that they're hiring for. So they are able to set yes, and they can just start getting you into those interviews. So in this episode, I'm gonna cut down to the chase and I'm gonna be sharing with you the anatomy of a resume that gets people opportunities. You know, that chance that you're looking for. And that is what we're gonna be doing today. And again, I definitely recommend that you get the clarity before rewriting this document or before applying any of the things that I will share with you here. Otherwise, a lot of the steps that I'm gonna share might not make a lot of sense, okay? So let's go into the anatomy of a great resume. There are three parts that I'm gonna be sharing with you and hopefully they are gonna be life-changing. I, they certainly were for me, they certainly are for my clients, so let's go. The first thing is that a great resume is a concise document. And before I get into, I'm really not gonna get into the, oh, should it be one page, should it be two pages? It's, it's really not about that. It is really about, in terms about you telling a concise story about your experience, your best experience, as it applies to the job. Everything else that that falls outside of that category, everything else that is not applicable to the job, everything else that is just details that don't need to be there, you need to get those out because all that they're doing might be is just cluttering the entire document and that's something that you don't want. You want to really tell a clear story on there. So it has to be concise in the terms of like how you're writing things, how is it applicable to the role, you're gonna hear this a lot today, and um, the best way of reframing that, okay? And then the second part of a great resume, it that it has, it's that it has an aspect of impact to it. Your work is super in fact impactful, and sometimes you might be forgetting that because maybe you have been in this role for a long time, maybe you know it's a toxic environment and you're kind of over it. So I, I, I got you. I know that the feeling is there. I know that sometimes when we are really checked out, we just don't really wanna acknowledge all the work that we're doing. We don't even wanna think about us being there. However, you can, you, I always say this, you can hate your job and still leverage what you've learned there to get you into a six-figure career in tech. And that happens by you first acknowledging what that work is. How is it impactful? What is, what is the real impact of it in terms of numbers? The best way to talk about impact is to talk about results, the results that you've driven by the actions that you've taken. And the best way to talk about results is definitely through numbers. So you probably, if you have done the research here and there, you know that it for a resume in tech, it's a little bit less about, you know, BSing your way through words, and it's more about showing the results through numbers. Quantify as many things as you can. Quantify the people that you work with, the teams that you've cross-collaborated with, the um, results that you've driven. Maybe you've increased profits for your company. Maybe you've decreased um, other metrics that you can measure. So I want you to start really thinking from that perspective because this is not only going to be helpful for your resume, it's going to be really helpful for when you're actually working in tech because this is how we talk. We really think about, okay, these are the numbers that I'm driving by this type of action that I'm taking. So might as well get used to it now. So I want you to really make an effort to quantify as many things as you can, to quantify your impact as much as you can possibly do in your resume. Now we're gonna move on to number three, and that is the last part of things, but it is kind of like the longer part of things. And it is something that sometimes we forget while going in through this into this process. This document has to minimize risk in some way, shape, or form. So hiring is really risky. 
going back to the example of putting yourself in the in the shoes of those people in HR or even the hiring managers, right? They really are doing their best to minimize risk because hiring is expensive. They want to hire the right person who can do the job, but mainly they want to hire someone who doesn't represent a risk. And so what is representing a risk? Risk is someone something that would be perceived as risky is if you have not done this work before. And again, I'm not saying that you have worked in tech before or anything like that. I'm saying you have not solved similar problems like the ones outlined in the job description before. And most of you, because I have gotten on calls with you, I know most of you have done a lot of work because the work, like I've mentioned in, in my other episode, the work is really not that different between, you know, doing it in tech or doing it in government. For example, I have a client who came from government. She was a diplomat for many years. She went into a big tech company solving very similar problems, even though, you know, at first glance, maybe you wouldn't be able to see that or imagine that, but it is definitely possible. The problems are very similar across fields. It's just a matter of explaining it in a way that makes sense to that person in the other field. And so again, what is who is someone who represents risk? Someone who hasn't solved this problem before. And again, if your resume is really general and it's just telling me, you know, kind of reciting the responsibilities of another job, I'm gonna have a hard time analyzing, assessing whether or not you have done this work before. And that is a problem. Your the only goal of the resume is minimizing risk by you telling the person how you've done this before. And this is very simple. It sounds very simple, but when I look at a lot of resumes, it's just not there. The roadmap that I keep talking about in terms of problem solving is in there. A lot of resumes are very general. So how can you go about minimizing risk? And there are a few things that you can do on your resume that can minimize that risk. First, talking specifically about how you've solved similar problems before. And again, I know that I sound like a broken record on this one, but if when you're looking at your resume and you're looking at that job description and you're like putting yourself in the shoes of the other person, you're like, would I hire myself based on this resume? Because this is now not even a question of whether or not you cannot, you can do the work because most of you can probably do the work, but you need to be given the opportunity, right? First, and in order for you to be given the opportunity, you have to be able to tell a story very specifically and very effectively. So one way of doing that is again, making sure that you're only talking about the times where you solve the problem that is very similar to the problem that you're seeing in the job description. So for example, if you're going into customer success and you have not had that title before, but in your past in years of experience, you have worked directly with clients, maybe at a different capacity, taking them from point A to point B, but you never had that title. Maybe your, your title was client support. Maybe it was just client specialist, whatever your title is, that is okay. The thing, the main thing is that at this point, if the job description is in need of someone who has experience working with clients directly, now you have that on your resume. So you need to put that there and say it in a way that makes sense to them, which is the next part, reframing things in a way that doesn't get you a job in your current field, but gets you a job in tech. And so that means that the words that you're gonna be using are a little bit differently. And we're gonna be talking about the networking part of things later, but 
by starting to meet people who are actually in the field, you start seeing how we talk a little bit different from other people. And it's funny because I have one of my clients who got into PayPal and now she's been there for a few months now. Um, she's starting to now talk a little bit more like a techie because we do use certain words a little bit more than others. So you want to know what those are. And yes, the job description is a great way to get that. But I also recommend the networking part. And again, that's that's kind of like a topic for another episode, but just something that I want you to keep in mind. And so that is how you reframe things. It's kind of writing a love letter to someone who doesn't speak your language, right? You're writing a lot of words that mean a lot of things to you and the other person is not understanding that. And the reason they don't understand it is because they, they don't speak that language, right? But if you send it to someone who speaks your language, you will probably get a response back. So this is the same idea. I want you to start thinking about the techie language as a different language and you have to figure out how to best speak that language on your resume in order for you to tell your story. And the last part of this is actually framing everything from a problem lens perspective. Going back to the reciting things, when I'm reviewing resumes, a lot of the things that I see, well, most of the time, I have to say some of you are really doing a great job, so I want all of you to get on the same page on this, but a lot of the resumes that sometimes people send to me are looking like they're reciting a lot. So for example, instead of me saying, this is the impact that I've driven in an organization before, I'm just saying like, oh yeah, conducted meetings, you know, talk to people or cross collaborated with teams. And I'm not seeing the result. I'm not seeing what was the problem before, why do you need to do this? So it's pretty much, it's not a roadmap. Going back to the idea of a roadmap is just, you're reciting the things that you've done, but you're you're not telling me, like from my perspective when I'm reviewing that or when a hiring manager is reviewing that, they don't know at which capacity you have done this. For all they know, you only did one meeting. For all they know, you know, you have only talked to a few people here and there, but they don't know at which level you have been doing this or to solve what specific problems. So when you're reframing everything, not only you need to be using language that is applicable to tech, you need to be using similar words to the, that they use and you have to be reframing everything from a problem solving because again the main reason that job posting is up right now is because they are looking for a solution and for you to be called for an interview you need to be perceived as such solution it's just as simple as that so i hope that all of these steps made sense in any way because this is just so important right in this episode i couldn't tell you what words to put on there what um you know you should keep it one page or two page all of that is secondary and all of that also depends very highly on the type of role that you're targeting so in a way there's really not one size fits all type of advice when it comes to a resume. Every resume might look different. I keep telling you the story about, you know, my client who got into PayPal with the confetti resume, which was, you know, very colorful, very her, and that might not work for other people, you know? But ultimately, the, the physical aspect of it is a little bit less important the most important thing is what you're talking about in there. You have to be able to talk in a way that makes sense to them, that tells them, okay, you're, you're a solution for me. So everything about the one or two pages, all of that is secondary. I want you to just to focus on presenting yourself at the solution that you know deep down you are, because I know that a lot of you, you already know that you got what it takes. You just have to be able to rephrase it better. And that by itself is a process. And I have talked to women who have 
wasted lots of lots of money by hiring um, uh, resume writers, right? And if a resume writer has never worked in tech, there's again very limited thing that he or she can do for you. Like yeah, they can probably write a really like really cute looking resume or you know something that really catches the eye but that is not what gets people jobs what gets people jobs is the fact that they are framing themselves as the only solution that this company needs and bam that's how you start getting the interviews so going back to the experiences of some of my clients who have taken the time and the effort and invested the money into actually hiring a resume writer most of them said that it was just not worth their effort and the main thing is because they realize that you know you have to really be working be have worked in this field before for you to be able to know what you're doing in that resume otherwise yeah you will provide you will portray yourself as a solution but not the right solution for tech so this is just something that i want you to keep in mind but of course it's your resources so you can do whatever you want to do with them but this is just an advice that i have for people who have for people who have told me their own experiences doing this so that is all that I had for you today. I hope that this was very, very helpful and that it helps you see your experience and this resume process very differently than you have so far because it is a little bit more holistic as you, as you can see. It's not about just changing a word here and there. It's not just about reframing things. It is a lot of different moving parts. So I hope that this was very helpful. If you want to take this job search, this pivot up a notch, I'd be happy to help you through the process through my one-on-one -on -one coaching program. So if you're interested in doing that, I work with women who have more than five years experience in a very specific field, non-technical fields like government, logistics, sales, whatever background you're coming from that is non-technical. I help them reframe what they have, regain the clarity about where in tech they need to fall under, and I help you all the way to getting your first interviews, into getting an offer, and starting to negotiate salary. So if that is something that you're interested in, I'm going to be leaving the link to book a call with me on the show notes. And as always, I'd love to hear how you're liking the podcast, and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know how things are going, and I will be seeing you in the next episode.